0: Hello lovers, Taco and Mandy here, welcoming you to episode one of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. All right. Yay. All right. So here at Nutrition Nuptials, we are all about helping couples go from a me to a we with their health habits. And babe, this has been a long time coming with the podcast. I think I may be more excited about this than our actual wedding day.
1: That's a little disappointing to me, but... (laughs) I'm excited for the official launch. I feel like, uh, you know, we've been sitting on a couple of recorded episodes and for all the right reasons, and now it's finally here. So it's like, it's kind of like a a delayed Christmas.
0: Exactly. It's like Christmas in July. Yeah. August, wherever we are now. We're in August now. We're in August now. Okay. Well, with August, we are in the big height of wedding season, Mm -hmm. all in full swing. Somehow we have gotten out of going to any actual weddings at this time. For the summer. For the summer. We've We've got a
1: couple in the fall.
0: We have a few coming up. Um, But with wedding season in full swing, today's episode is really here to help our couples and particularly our brides-to-be look and feel their best on the big day without necessarily going to some extremes. Okay. And because this podcast is all about keeping up with those good habits after the I do's, that is what we're going to really focus on today. Okay. so for our listeners out there, we have a few ways you can help support this podcast. First is to hit subscribe so you can get all the new episodes, including our double date episodes, where we'll be chatting with some other couples. Second, you can leave a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform because it helps others learn about the podcast. And that means more
1: couples that we can help. Treat it like an Uber ride. Five stars, five star reviews, five for five. I agree. We'll review you back.
0: I agree. We're like, we're like the Uber of, um, podcasts, podcasts. Yeah. Love it. And then finally, you can head on over to our Patreon page where supporters get access to special content like giveaways and our private podcast party VIPs Facebook page where we can keep the conversation going and more. Patreon supporters also get exclusive discounts on my couple's counseling packages. So after the big day, or maybe, you know, the big day was a while ago, but maybe you're looking to get on track, we can work together to get you get you where you want to be.
1: Keep it going.
0: Exactly. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. And we have a few surprises when we reach a few goals on Patreon. So the first goal is the question that I think most people have the biggest question about, which is, why is taco called taco?
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: So when we reach our first Patreon goal, you will get a video with the answer that everyone is dying to know. Talk
1: about a multimedia platform this, uh, this blog, Nutrition Nuptials, has become. Now we're going to do videos, too? Yeah. Wow. All right.
0: Got to, got to put some faces to some voices.
1: Right. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if that's a good idea or not, but I'm in.
0: So to see some faces with some voices, head on over to patreon.com. Visit the Nutrition Nuptials podcast page. We'll also include a link to Patreon here in the show notes. And right now there's a free poll that anyone, Patreon supporter or not, can participate in. And it's just to tell us what the heck you want to hear on the show. So what do you say, Taco? Let's
1: do it. Let's, let's get the let's show. Let's move
0: on. Let's get the show started. It's the Nutrition Nuptials podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast, where we help couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after, whether you're newly wed, Newly engaged or newly single, everyone can benefit from some good habits. I'm your host, Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian who hates diets. I'm joined every episode by the man who puts up being married to a dietitian, my husband, who many of my blog readers know as Mr. E. And now going forward, podcast listeners are going to know as Taco.
1: What's up?
0: Hi, Taco. How you doing? How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I just got my sweat on and uh, showered up, and I'm feeling good.
0: Nice. I even went with you to get your sweat on.
1: I know. Congratulations. You uh, you, you kept up.
0: I live to tell you about it. You live to
1: tell about it, and come another day.
0: I know. I'm so excited. So, Taco, do you know why I dragged you on this podcast? <laughs> I have a
1: vague idea. It's to provide the dumb guy point of view.
0: Well, the, not only just the <laughs> dumb guy, but... You know, you've you've lived through some serious stuff. You're you married a dietitian.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think uh, I think other people probably think it's more of a stress and and uh, probably more regimented than it really is. So at least I can provide some perspective on what it's really like. I guess
0: exactly. So you get to help pull back the curtain a little bit. You get to tell people that it's not so bad being married to a registered dietitian. Well, at
1: least this one. I don't know if I would marry another dietitian.
0: Dietitians are awesome. <laughs> you would be happy with any one.
1: All right. Well, at least I'm happy with the one I have.
0: I think I'm your favorite.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Exactly. So I've been writing my blog, Nutrition Nuptials, for a few years, and I really wanted to bring the stories to life. I originally started the blog because I worked at gyms and I encountered brides-to-be all the time. And they were awesome and they were so excited. They came in and worked out every day leading up to their wedding. And then come the wedding, I never saw them again. Or they would come in a couple months later and they just seemed very embarrassed. They said, "I I gained all this weight. I I don't know what happened. So it made me realize that there's probably a lot of opportunity for teaching couples how to kind of get your acts together.
1: Yeah, absolutely cuz I'm sure a lot of the guys came with them and also disappeared at the same time.
0: Sometimes sometimes they did, sometimes they stuck around more than the brides to be. It really depended on what the activity was and what the workout was. And you know, there's a lot of stories out there that you hear about the extremeness that people go to for weddings and we're gonna talk about a lot of that as well. But remember, a wedding is one day. It's a stressful day, but it's one day. And then you got a whole rest of your life that you gotta you gotta figure out.
1: I know a lot of work for one day, right? And then it's gone.
0: And then it's gone. And then you
1: pull out the wedding DVD once a year on your anniversary, and the wedding album collects dust and all that stuff.
0: I know. After all that, but at the end of the day, you still got to sit down, you got to eat some meals. So I think, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to help you figure out some good, sane, and healthy ways to go about doing that. So for episode one, I really want to talk about this phenomenon that's going on right now, and it happens annually, and that is what's known as engagement season.
1: hmm Yeah. So, I'm familiar with it.
0: Yeah, we were, we were part of it. So engagement season typically goes from November till February. And obviously, month number one for engagements is December. And then the second most popular month is February. And I guess if your guy hasn't figured it out by February,
1: <laughs> Dump him.
0: <laughs> it's not happening. Or he's waiting for your birthday. That might happen you know, in the spring or the summertime. So all hope is not lost. But um, you were part of the December. Mm-hmm. That's right. Part of the engagement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And was that a, a planned date for any yeah, particular reason? Yeah, uh,
1: it was. Uh, I mean, we had planned a trip. Every year we went to a different football stadium. And that year we decided we were going to San Diego. And it would, what better time to go than in December. We Our trip was, I think, the weekend right before Christmas, and so uh, all the stars were kind of aligning in terms of, uh, you know, being the right time, having uh, an event um, to build it around. And I also liked the idea that we would be away um, so that we could enjoy some time, um, the two of us together, before kind of announcing it to all of our friends and family and, and dealing with all the chaos and all the attention that comes with it. The whirlwind, yeah. Yeah, so we were, uh, in my head, it was a, a good time us to get engaged. Not, not because I was aware of engagement season, but then also going into the holidays, you know, then it would, okay. then we can have all the attention and with the family and all of that. And, but we would, we would still also have our own, our own time, you know, to celebrate with each other.
0: Exactly. So was there a plan B, like if that trip (laughs) didn't happen, did you have?
1: No, there was no, I I had no plan B. Oh,
0: good thing we had that trip planned.
1: (laughs) Well, I think the trip was planned, and then I thought, okay, this is where... So we the trip gonna... was
0: planned, and then you thought, maybe I'll finally propose?
1: Well, no, I knew I was going to propose at some point. It was just like, when when was the right point? Um, and so the, the trip was planned, and then it was like, aha, now is the right time. And it was all the planning for me, including getting the ring and all that stuff leading up to that point. Um, that, you know, was stress for me.
0: Yes, so... Ladies have the stress kind of after the ring goes on. Oh, the yeah. guys, I guess, have the stress
1: yeah, leading you, up you to the ring. You don't even know right. it's happening.
0: No. I mean, according to you, you are like, oh, my God, what if my bag gets taken in security on the way?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I had it on me, I think. Or, or, or I forget. No, I didn't. I, I had it in uh, in the bag. Right. I, I couldn't have it on me. But, yeah, I was a little worried about it. I forget what I did, but I put it in a certain place where I was like, and I was I was going to if security pulled me aside, I was going to be like, you have to take me to a room. <laughs> I was going I was going all in on it. I wasn't going to let them pull it out of the bag. I was like, no, we are going, you have to take me to the private room if that's what it's going to come down to. I would
0: have been like, are you on the do not fly list? And <laughs> I, I'm just learning this now. I mean, I know your name is Taco and all, but yeah. what could they possibly do to you? All right. So with that, every year, the not- as a
1: guy, do you know what the knot is? I know what the knot yeah. we, we did get married. I'm familiar with what the knot is. I think maybe maybe guys who aren't married yet or haven't been through the process might not know. And maybe there was a point where I didn't know either. Yeah, so I can't remember. The knot the knot so
0: is pretty much the Bible when it comes to to weddings and all things related to weddings. And every year they put out <sighs> a study based on the latest trends when it comes to engagement, and the whole proposal shenanigans. Okay. So they surveyed about 14,000 couples.
1: That sounds like a pretty extensive study. (laughs)
0: Pretty extensive, I I would say. In in the science nerd research world, we would say that's a good sample size. Well,
1: the market researcher in me is uh, familiar with that as well, yeah.
0: All right, good. So we're on the same page that this is a good sample size. Good job not. This
1: is not like four people.
0: No, this the not is where your your
1: aunt and your cousin and something like that.
0: Right? No, it's not like your three friends who married who uh, answered a Facebook poll. So some interesting things coming out of it as far as for for trends and what's going on with engagement. So they say that about one in three proposals are actually a surprise.
1: I believe I I, I'm surprised it's that low. Actually, I mean maybe because yours was a surprise. Right. Other than the, to- the one time I probably asked you like, hey, what kind of engagement ring do you like? And you were no help with me on that one.
0: Right. So they say about 30, again, 1 in 3 of 33% yeah. okay. go ring shopping together. Oh, really? I think that's awkward. I, you know,
1: I don't know that I know anybody who's done that.
0: I don't think I do either.
1: OK. All right, so 1 in 3 are surprised. 1 in 3 shop together.
0: Right. So I mean, right. What does like- the
1: other guy do? He some tell- of them,
0: some of them probably wing it, and I think some of them are getting like family heirlooms. Ah, uh, okay. And they're probably some pretty sick family heirlooms. So, yeah. all right, I would, I would take it. And what would you say is about the average cost of a wedding ring these days?
1: <laughs> According to the jewelry companies, it's like two months' salary or something like that. But um, average, oh boy, this is this is hard because I know, I mean, like I think the average in New York City, which is basically where I got your ring, is higher than the national average. And I think the, I don't know, let's say, I'm going to go with $6,000.
0: Yeah. So they said the average engagement ring spend is $6,351. Oh, wow. That's right. up from just under 6000 in 2011.
1: That's about when I bought your ring. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Um, they say uh, the average time spent looking for a ring is about three and a half months.
1: No way. I mean, well, not for me. I went to one store, I did some like research online and went to one store and like saw something that was like what I had in my head and I was like, that's it. So it did, I didn't, okay. So maybe other people consternate about it a lot. I know some people, they should go uh, nameless on this show, but I I know some people who took some serious time to like look at the rings together. We know some, some people who did that. So I guess on average three, three months. Okay, fine.
0: Yeah. Um, this may not come as a surprise. What do you think is the most
1: popular way that couples are meeting? <laughs> online. Tinder.
0: <laughs> so they, do, they didn't get that deep as far as the actual, yeah. you know, sites and, and apps, but they said online dating. So they said online dating, 17%, and then social media,
1: 2%. So is like Tinder social media? I
0: would say Tinder is probably a social okay. media, and there's a lot more out there that... So I we're
1: we're like we're like ancient that. weirdos who met in person.
0: Seriously, like I'm I'm looking at all the other statistics on there, and I am going to be posting the link to the study on the show notes, so you guys can take a look at it for yourselves. But um, they say that you know, other than meeting online, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm totally reading this wrong. Nineteen percent met their significant other from online dating, and 17% social media.
1: Wow, Tinder's catching up to match. Yeah, it's up there. All right, um, And then Tinder. they say
0: that the other ways that people are meeting their spouses are through friends, someone they met in college, mm-hmm. or work. Um, I don't see meeting in a bar, and I don't see, I, I think meeting in bar A is like the point zero 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 one percent Where summer
1: never ends, but relationships never last.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So pretty interesting on how the, the flip side is going with how, how couples are meeting. Okay. And then when it actually comes to the proposal, they say that men are spending about almost four and a half months planning the proposal.
1: This is getting intense now. You You
0: clearly were not in that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was definitely more efficient than that.
0: <laughs> and here's the other thing about proposals is that they're becoming a lot more of a public type of a, event now. And they're I,
1: becoming like promposals?
0: But, like, promposals, right. So Well,
1: I guess it makes sense because if, like, you have to, like, make a big deal out of your prom proposal, I mean, where do wedding proposals now stand? They're like, everybody's got to elevate their game, right?
0: Exactly. And, like, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, when we got engaged, there was Facebook. Yeah. I don't know if we were on Instagram. I don't think.
1: Uh, Instagram. I think it. Instagram was around. I I wasn't quite on it. I think I I, I distinctly I, remember being on Instagram shortly after.
0: I remember getting on Instagram. I think right before our wedding yeah. because one of your friends was like, "Dude, you gotta get on Instagram."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So We're like,
0: what is this crazy thing?
1: Yeah, no, but Facebook was around.
0: Right, but I think now because of social media has elevated that public. Everything is a public event. Even something that traditionally was a very private event mm-hmm. has now come out there. Wait, and
1: so are people like Facebook living their proposal? They probably are.
0: They say at least mm. at least fifty percent of engagements have some kind of like photographer, videographer, like booked wow. to capture this whole event.
1: So then, that kind of takes away from the element of surprise, don't you think? Like, I mean, is, if they're if people are shopping for the rings together, they are planning this elaborate proposal thing. Like, where, like, does is is surprise still a thing? Did they did they survey that?
0: Well, and what was funny is one of the things they said is like, oh, they're getting back to more old fashioned proposals, like men are getting down on one knee and holding on the ring, which makes me wonder what they were doing
1: before. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did.
0: But I guess it's like I guess dropping it in fashion like. But I guess it's like dropping in a champagne glass, or oh,
1: yeah, uh, I'd be afraid you'd swallow it. <laughs> I, I would. I'm clutzy like that.
0: Or like I don't know, like baking into a, a yeah, sticking in like a cupcake or something. I don't know. So okay,
1: I'm, well I'm I'm glad that one, I have some old fashioned sense, and two that we're bringing it back to getting down on one knee.
0: I I agree, and now it's getting captured. Right. And share it with all your friends. Personally, for me, I would probably freak out if, like, okay, here you are. You finally proposed to me. I get the ring on. And some dude jumps out of the bushes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and is taking pictures. Or Do you like, think figuring- that's how it's happening, though? Like, some dude is just jumping out of the bushes? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well. And, like,
0: I have to be honest. Like, I think I'm an ugly crier. Like, the last thing <laughs> I would ever want captured is – my memory of engagement and seeing like ugly cry face. Yeah. As
1: I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was. I've seen you ugly cry. I don't think it, that particular moment was that bad. Uh, I think you would have survived. I don't know. Like, I
0: have, I have, um.
1: He would have hung, had to hang from a bungee cord off of the balcony, though. <laughs> First there, of all, he
0: would have had a hard day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. That did not go according to plan. He
0: would have had, a, he would have been like, dude, taco, yeah. like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? What is what going is this on? Is this happening? Is this happening? I actually have this one guy in uh, one of my one of my networking groups and um he had the day planned to the point where the fiance's family was like somewhere I think hiding with the photographer in the bushes, like watching the whole thing, which I I don't don't know. I don't want my family watching me.
1: So what would it like? So first the photographer jumps out of the bushes or sky, sky jumps (laughs) next to our balcony from the hotel. And then then your parents come like next to him or something. They knock on the hotel room door or whatever.
0: I don't know. I'd be like, seriously, I can't even get like one private moment. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So things have changed.
0: Yeah. Things, things are definitely changed. And I thought was very interesting too, was that they, they, one of the questions they asked was like, what do you talk, like a lot of couples talk about things before they get married. Like, should we get married? <laughs> I think it's a fantastic conversation Yeah, That's, a, that's a good
1: place to start.
0: Um, you know, they talk about, do you want to have kids? Mm-hmm. What's your long-term future finances? Pets was a big thing. But no one talks about nutrition before mm-hmm. they get married. And I'm like, Dude.
1: I'm seeing the segue and right? the connection here. Yeah. I know.
0: We're segueing here. So we have happy engagement. Mm-hmm. And we're enjoying that. And then... Before you know it, it kind of transitions to the planning stage and that's where your stress starts to happen and Mm -hmm. it's all about the day itself and the family drama that leads up to it and your appearance and we have this whole wedding diet culture out there. I think about weddings. Weddings in general are just there. It's a billion dollar business.
1: Well, I, I know that. Okay, so anytime you, somebody knows a vendor knows you're doing this for a wedding, the price is automatically like triple.
0: Yeah, the second you say bride or wedding, yeah. the price goes up. I remember, um, I was trying to book transportation for my bridal party. I think to get over to the venue. And I was trying really hard not to. I was like, hey, I have a group of friends that I'd like a ride for because we didn't have Uber yet. Right. And they kept kind of needling me. They're like, well, what kind of group of friends? And Where are you going? Just a bunch of
1: drunk, well-dressed ladies.
0: You know, it's like 9 o'clock in the morning, a bunch of girls going for a little ride to a banquet
1: hall. Wedding venue, yeah. Dope. uh, so they charged you way more because you were clearly part of a bridal party.
0: Well, eventually I finagled it with the with the trolley, so I, okay. I oh, that right. all worked itself out. But yeah, so That's you a know, billion the whole, dollar business. The whole billion dollar business, and part of what adds to that is the bridal porn industry.
1: Oh boy, bridal porn, bridal porn. That's not what you think it is, guys. Any guys listening?
0: Oh my god, bridal porn,
1: bridal, bridal porn. porn.
0: I think we have our first official taco terminology. Taco
1: terminology.
0: Cuz you always have a term for everything.
1: <laughs> I don't know about everything, but I have some I have some unique terms. And guess what? What? I have a surprise for you. Oh boy. Yeah. What is it?
0: I had a jingle made for you <laughs> to introduce taco terminology in wow. every
1: episode. All right. Well, uh, don't keep me in suspense any longer. Let's hear it. Are you
0: ready? Yes. All right, here it comes. The taco terminology jingle makes its debut.
1: Nice. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, like a little bit of a spy western kind of feel to it.
0: Yeah, I have to give a shout out to my friend Lisa English who created and did the vocals on this as well. She said she was losing her shit the entire time she was recording this. <laughs> I don't
1: know how you wouldn't lose your shit when you're uh, recording that. That's, so. pretty, uh, that's pretty, I have my own jingle now. That's, I know. I, I'm like stepping I, up. I'm stepping I didn't up even make world. myself a jingle. I'm stepping up in the world, people. All right, watch out, taco terminology. All right, so
0: now that we've introduced the term and the jingle, can you tell us what the heck bridal porn
1: is? Yeah, so it's it's basically <laughs> it's all of those magazines, but not the mag, not not actual porn magazines. It's the bridal magazines, and it's the shows on TV. It's basically anything that um, makes you feel like your own wedding is inadequate because you don't have helicopter rides or like fireworks uh, or whatever. I don't even know what's in these magazines, right? Like and it's been six years or so since you and I got married. So I, I think things have only gotten even more amped up than before. Right?
0: I, I think so. I think so. And especially with, uh, and even, I mean, you know, we were engaged, I think probably more like eight years ago. So it's been even yeah. longer since I've, I've looked at any of the bridal porn out there. Right.
1: Right. And I think the whole thing was, you know, I think we did a great job with our wedding in making it taco and Mandy tastic. Um, you know, we, like it had like we didn't do anything like over the top. I I wouldn't say, but like everything we did, our friends were like, yeah, of course they did that. Of course they have a four piece string orchestra playing rock and roll songs before the before the. Uh, um, bridal party walks down the aisle and stuff like that. Like, that would that that's something that came from us that didn't come from a magazine, that didn't come from a show, uh, or anything like that. So, you know, I think it, and I think we enjoyed our wedding tremendously and uh didn't have to sacrifice or didn't have to feel like our wedding was in any way inadequate because we weren't comparing it to a magazine or a TV show.
0: I agree. So definitely put, like, the horse blinders on when it yeah. comes to some of this this bridal porn and ideas out there that your wedding is insufficient if you don't have fireworks and selfie stations and right. all these nutty things that are out there. So focus on the fun. I mean, maybe the selfie stations are fine. I'm sure they're fine. You know what? They've replaced putting the, um, the crappy Kodak disposable yeah. cameras on
1: the table. That's fine. I think the selfie stations are fine. But the fireworks, the helicopter rides... Those things that you're like, oh, I wish I had that for my wedding. It's not really original to you. You know, It's uh, it just makes you feel bad that your wedding isn't up to par or something like that, which isn't true.
0: I agree. So you should do you and your couple's own little culture right. and put that into your exactly. wedding day. Awesome. So say bye-bye to bridal porn.
1: Bye to bridal porn.
0: So back in 2010, 2011, when we were engaged in the whole planning period, you know, magazines were still the big thing. Yep. Websites, like, again, The Knot was probably where I spent the most of my time, and I was on, like, group community boards. And Pinterest was really, really new at the time. And I remember I was, like, too scared to make a Pinterest board because at the time, like, anytime you pin something, it automatically went to Facebook. And I'm mm. like, I don't want people seeing my stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, social media really wasn't a big Factor at the time when when in planning for in your wedding, in planning, mm-hmm. but now again we have blogs and social media and Facebook groups and Instagram, and it, it's really you know it's the whole again like the video and the photography where it's part of it is making it very um
1: sensational.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. It's just putting it, making it almost too unrealistic.
1: We were so so to that point when we were having lunch in Penn Station. There was the couple next to the two girls next to us. And I don't know if you heard this comment, but the one girl said to the other, "Oh my God, your wedding was so beautiful!" And when there were fireworks, I was just like, "I'm at the most beautiful wedding ever." I was like, "Fireworks
0: I <laughs> at think a wedding!" My, my dad was lost. <laughs> He wasn't lost. I'd like, Dad, we need fireworks yeah. at the wedding.
1: Your dad lost it when there was uh, when we were doing the whole like planning with the wedding venue, and he met like one of the other couples getting married, and they were talking about having like the after party.
0: Oh yeah, that was like a foreign concept. Yeah. To my
1: parents yeah. were like, "What
0: do you mean we have an after party? We just had a big party. Yeah, gotta do another one."
1: All right, so sensationalism.
0: Sensationalism, right? We have these photos, and it's not just about the actual wedding day itself, but it's all about the transformation, right? The, the transformation Tuesday, and showing how you got so awesome looking for your wedding, and it's this whole concept of where a beautiful bride is now considered someone who has these like skinny arms and a little waist, and that's like the the picture mm-hmm. of your ideal bride. And I remember when I, uh, a couple of years ago, I was interviewed for a bridal publication. They were asking me, how did you prepare for your wedding? And it was myself and a couple other you know, nutrition, fitness professionals. And I was the only dietician who's interviewed for it. And the other people interviewed was like, oh, well, I you know ate this many calories and I did this many workouts wow. a day and I did this. And I'm like, I just ate? Uh, like, I ate in moderation. I'm like, I ate a quarter of a plate of protein, a quarter of a plate of whole grain, and half a plate of vegetables, and I exercise. And I'm pretty sure of all those people interviewed, I'm still the only person doing what they talked about. What you
1: were doing at at that time to get ready for the wedding.
0: Exactly. Yeah, well,
1: I'll say, like, I mean, so you and I, we only moved in together after we got engaged. So then, like, we were in that wedding prep, I guess, mode. But not only like the way you eat and work out is basically the same as it was then. So I don't know that you did anything differently other than you were cooking more than like, you know, when you were living at home, you had your mom doing some of that stuff. Right. Right. Um, So maybe that changed a little bit. But like from the time that we got engaged to now and we've been married over five years now, you haven't. our diet hasn't changed and what you do working out hasn't really changed what I do so yeah uh kudos to you
0: thank you but unfortunately not everybody is like that and you know we've gotten to the point where there's so much pressure for this one day to, to look a certain way but it's at the point where the pressure has gotten to, to an extent where it's 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 honestly it's considered disordered eating there was a New York Times article a few years ago, and they actually referred to it as the bridal hunger games.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And if you think I'm kidding, I'm going to share with you a couple of, like, extreme wedding diets. that, And these are real diets that real human beings have gone on. And I I just want to hear your your
1: thoughts. I'm going to post the link to this. Prepare to be amazed.
0: Yeah, I'm going to post the link to this in the show notes as well. And you could be amazed and horrified on your own as well. Um, So the first one that they discuss is something they call the cotton ball diet.
1: Oh, boy. I'm not. I don't even. I have no idea. First of all, I don't even know what it could be. I'm kind of scared.
0: It's probably exactly what you think it is.
1: <laughs> you stuff cotton balls in your mouth and uh, try to eat food and no, whatever goes no, down? No, you
0: just eat the cotton balls. You eat Seriously? cotton balls dipped in juice.
1: Oh my, you eat them. Eat them. You don't like suck on them and like spit them out. No. Can you digest cotton? No, you cannot digest cotton. So the, thought, the theory is,
0: and I mean, you know, I love my high fiber foods and all, but the theory is that you eat the cotton ball, and it fills you up so you don't feel hungry,
1: mm-hmm. and then you have no desire to eat. I have no desire to live hearing that.
0: In exchange, you're going to get some pretty gnarly bowel,
1: oh. <laughs> bowel okay. disease. Disease. That's so even better. Well, not, that. I
0: wouldn't say disease, but it's more like you're going to have some gnarly bowel function or dysfunction coming hey, out of it. It's a price of beauty. And your digestive system ain't going to function quite the same way.
1: Okay, that's uh, that's gross. So but I hope it was worth it for that one day. Oh, you can also choke. Do they have a percentage on how many people are doing these diets?
0: <laughs> I, I Not in this particular article, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know who's like... Man, I hope that's a
1: really low percentage.
0: I, I hope so too, because nothing is more embarrassing than having to go to the hospital for malnutrition and having to have... Like a Polonist- colonic. A colonic. A colonic to have some Fowl. cotton to removed. To poop out some cotton. <laughs> to poo some cotton out. All right. On a little bit of a less extreme, there's the baby food diet.
1: All right. So that you know, sounds pretty self-explanatory. All
0: Right, so... So
1: you eat, the, like, the Gerber uh, peas and carrots and, and, and nothing but that? Do you, is it like a Slim Fast, where you, like, eat a shake for lunch and a shake for... No,
0: know? there's no sensible dinner part of this. It's just <laughs> eating baby food.
1: Ooh. So before well, okay, you get so be married
0: and having kids, there's baby food in your house.
1: So, uh, okay, so what's the logic behind this one?
0: Again, low calories. Your girl, Jen Aniston, has done this preparing for movies,
1: well, you know, she's getting up there in age. You know, she's got to she's got to do something to keep up with the younger girls in Hollywood, I guess.
0: Yeah, so nothing keeps you young like eating baby, baby food. food. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, there's cleanses out
1: there. So, okay. Can I ask, can I ask the dumb guy question like like what's up with cleanses?
0: So, I have to I have to kind of put like, like the this is like the dumb dietitian is that I don't I've never done a cleanse, so I don't I don't know. Again, why do people do them? I, people do them because they're easy.
1: Like, what do they think is happening, or what? What are they trying to achieve, or what actually happens? Well, like the,
0: what, why, the, what's the the motivation? common? The common word is we're detoxifying, so we're getting rid of all the toxins by eating, or I'm sorry, by drinking juices. And yes, the juices are made from pressed fruits and vegetables, but we stripped out all the fiber. And instead we're getting, actually you're getting a lot of sugar. It's it's natural sugar that's coming from the juices, but you're taking all that in. I mean, I've heard some thoughts where it's supposed to help you, like, it might help you poop. It might help you, like, get rid of some water weight. And it's supposed to be just a fast way to drop a couple of pounds.
1: Okay. So the number on the scale goes down, but you haven't burned any fat. No. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Got it. All right, let's move on. Next diet, extreme diet or diet, wedding diet. diet. Yeah,
0: there's some funky ones, and and you're going to have to read some of them for yourself. There's things like ear stapling, five-bite diet. Ear
1: stapling?
0: Yes, like getting some kind of quote-unquote staple, but it's like an acupuncture type thing.
1: So you don't get hungry?
0: It's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to have something to do with a a nerve that – stimulates hunger in your
1: ear. I would reconsider any of my wedding proposals to any of the women on these cotton ball diets, ear stapling diet, Uh, the cleanse I could probably handle because so (laughs) many people. A couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could probably, I probably wouldn't, that wouldn't make me reconsider right away. Are there any worse than the ones we've already talked about?
0: Yeah. And this is, this is the last one I'm going to bring up. Oh, actually, well, we're not going to get into this, but apparently people have had tapeworms. Uh, Put in, but the uh, the 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 real like kicker is one. It's called the K E diet, and essentially, someone is getting um, what we call in the hospital world a, a nasogastric tube, where they're essentially they're putting a feeding tube through your nose that travels down your esophagus, your stomach, into your small intestine, and you are getting eight hundred calories a day through a feeding tube
1: from your nose. Ew. Number one, my fa- the look on my face does not translate into this podcast very well. But number two, what I have to say to that is, gentlemen, if your uh, bride-to-be is doing that, there should have been red flags before that she was an absolute lunatic. And so if, this, <laughs> if it's gotten to this point, it's not too late. You could go back and look at all the other warning signs that were there. <laughs> but you can, you can get out of this still. You haven't signed the papers yet. So take that into consideration if your girl is on the uh, feeding tube diet to lose weight for her wedding. That's my advice.
0: I, I think that's some pretty sound advice,
1: Holy babe. Holy four-letter word.
0: <laughs> that's not even a red flag. That's just like, that's fireworks. That's a, those are pre-wedding fireworks. <laughs> that is
1: sensationalism right there. That, that is, is like, are you Are you sure you want to marry me still? What if I put a feeding tube in?
0: And the saddest thing is that was under the care of a doctor. Mm. And apparently it's really
1: popular in York to do that. Wow. This is international. Yeah. It's not just crazy Americans.
0: Not just crazy Americans. Here's the downside of all these nutty diets that are out there that help promote extreme wedding weight loss. In addition to some gnarly factors, like I mentioned, some um, serious permanent digestive issues that can result from from it malnutrition you also have the what i'm going to say is probably the biggest downside for the people who are going to the extreme to lose the weight i hate to say it ladies but not only are you going to gain that weight back once you go off that diet you are going to gain it back plus some because your metabolism does not like when you do naughty things to it and as a result, your metabolism is going to slow down, and it, like I said, it, your body just doesn't know how to function because you kind of messed around with it. So, instead of going on, you know, these these wacky wedding diets, we're going to talk a little bit about how to stop the extreme diet madness bridal addition. So, the first thing I say you could do is marry a dietitian.
1: <laughs> Wait, so are you speaking to the ladies? They should marry a dietitian.
0: There's. There's dietitians out there, baby.
1: Dietitians? Yeah. <laughs> is that a I'm, word? Or did you just make that? No,
0: it is. It, it, they guyet- call themselves the dietitians. The and guyet- I'm, I'm planning to get All some right. dietitians. So ladies, if you're getting this. married,
1: make sure you're marrying a dietitian.
0: You can marry a dietitian. You can mm-hmm. marry a dietitian. If you don't have one available to you at this time, or you haven't met one on uh, one of the websites it hasn't or hasn't happened apps to yet, be the
1: man of your dreams.
0: There are some other ways that you can right. get yourself a little bit more sane. So, first and foremost, let's put less focus on the sweating for the wedding aspect. And let's put more focus on the whole healthfully ever after. Because again, wedding, one day, marriage, rest of your life.
1: Yeah, there's a probably a long term thing that's uh, in your better interest, I guess.
0: I would say so. Uh, You know, and you know, number two is just finding an eating and exercise lifestyle that you can do uh, a keyword here, people together. And something that you can maintain well after the wedding. Because I'm pretty sure if I said, hey, babe, want some cotton balls with me for
1: dinner? <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that together, ever. And uh, then, then uh, I'm going to look back and see where the red flags were.
0: Yeah, you would have hightailed it out of here, and this podcast would never existed, and I'd be writing a very different <laughs> blog right now. would no, probably very sad. So do things together. Again, you're getting married, folks. You're getting married. It's a together activity. Other activities should be together as well and the third thing is just give your relationship a big f and that is fun whoa have, I
1: was worried there I was I was ready to get down with the big F
0: I mean you could I mean there's other big f's too out there, <laughs> but the big F I'm talking like about when we too. talk about dieting is fun. please have fun when it comes to your relationship and your relationship with food I you know in America in general, our biggest social activity is Eating and eating with family and your friends. And when, you know, you think about what is your number one date that you tend to do? Go out to dinner. We tend to go out to eat. And if that's not part of your your couple's culture, what are you doing?
1: Eating independently, I guess. I I guess.
0: And that's that's, you know, that's so sad. Eat together, people eating together is very important but you know again it's like you know going out to a nice restaurant and having a great meal and sharing it and splitting it
1: and not feeling guilty about it
0: no and you know there's there's a million ways that you can fit in a delicious awesome meal and not feel guilty and it's finding a way that you can do it t- together If you don't support Wacky Wedding Diets, but you want to support our show, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others learn more about the show. And if you really want to become BFFs with Taco and Mandy, head on over to our Nutrition Nuptials podcast page over on Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and more. There is even an exclusive Facebook page to connect with fellow listeners. And I'll be doing monthly Ask a Dietitian Facebook Lives within a group, which is kind of like getting Free info from a dietitian, which I usually try to avoid with people who come up to me at events like weddings,
1: <laughs> or try. social or networking events, or, or.
0: social events. Yeah, and so, and
1: so being a Patreon is like tipping your Uber driver. It's kind of like, back to the Uber thing, right?
0: It, well, it's 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 getting access to like exclusive cars. So like when there's so it's no even better. yeah, so like when there's no Ubers to be found, like a secret Uber will get pinged. And come ah, your way. Wow. And like, this is like the Uber that's hooked up with like water bottles and yeah. breath mints and, and phone chargers.
1: Wow. Oh, that's clutch. Yeah. Okay. So you want to be a Patreon because you want to, you want to hook, you want your Uber ride to be hooked up
0: or podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you can play this podcast on the Uber ride.
1: Wow. And share now with we're your, getting too deep into the rabbit hole here. Share with your
0: drivers, yes. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can get the exclusive access to
1: all these goodies. You can with, be an Uber VIP Andy. for Nutrition Nuptials.
0: Exactly. So we'll include a link to the Patreon page in the show notes. You can also head over to nutritionnuptials.com slash podcast to head a, uh, get the link over to our Patreon page as well. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to our very first episode of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. If you have a couples nutrition related story or question, you can email podcast at nutritionnuptials.com. And if you want to learn a little bit more about your hosts, Taco and Mandy, you can follow the Taco and Mandy. Official hashtag, I guess I'll call it, <laughs> which is the hashtag, which is hashtag adventures of taco and Mandy over on Instagram Word. To, to see all the hijinks and oh, shenanigans yeah. that there's lots of that, that we do. And if you are looking for some more sane nutrition advice and you can't wait for the next episode, you can pop on over to my blog, nutrition nuptials and follow my at Mandy Enright RD, which is my social handle on pretty much most of the big social networks that are out there but you can't date me people
1: don't follow her on tinder
0: i'm not on tinder
1: good are you on tinder uh, follow me on tinder <laughs> shoot
0: all right tell me now what you find and if you find the the cotton ball eating one, Oh
1: no i swipe uh which get, way left a pr- swipe got, left that's uh, a swipe
0: if there's pictures of them eating cotton balls <laughs> on tinder
1: <laughs> swipe left guys
0: i would meet her i want to meet her really swipe left
1: <laughs> tell me about tell me about this
0: Well, until next time, I'm Mandy.
1: And I'm Taco.
0: You are Taco, the one and only. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And thanks for saying I do to your happily healthfully ever after.
1: See ya.